Hey, this is Dawn from Reaching Women Everywhere. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be discussing Kent Crockett's book called Slaying the Giants with Debbie Snyder. I have an excerpt from our discussion. We're going to be listening to it over the next several podcasts. So let's welcome Debbie. <gasps> Debbie. Yes. Yay. Yes. <laughs> we had victory over technical difficulties. <laughs> I love it. Well, well, welcome, welcome. We're uh, actually going to talk about victories over our giants in our life, right? And uh, <laughs> what a great way to start. Yes, yes. <laughs> we persevered and we conquered. Yes, yes, we did. Uh, I look forward to our podcast so much. We, we both share a passion uh, to get and to share the victories that he does in our own lives uh, to, with other people so that they can also know that, you know, they're not alone and God is the answer. So today we're talking about Kent Crockett slaying the giants again. We're continuing and we're going to slay the giant of impatience today. So Debbie, I know we discussed starting in Genesis. Yes. Chapter 16. Do you want to read it for us? Sure. Chapter 16 and it's verse three through four and then also um, verse 16. So after Abram was had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan, Abram's wife, Sarai, took Hagar, the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to her husband, Abram, as his wife. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. So, um, That's where we started. Yeah, that's where we started our discussion today. And, um, you know, that's all about impatience. I mean, if that's not impatience, I don't know what is. You know, right now, Debbie, um, Debbie, you and I are both dealing with taking care of parents who are aging. And um, they're both in, uh, they're in their 80s. And we're watching what that really looks like in the physical Mm -hmm. um, realm. And so this really just reading that alone speaks volumes because people aren't having babies in this stage of life. It's just not what's real and what we're living with right now. So that alone is, uh, it's a miracle. God, it's a God's miracle. involved in this, right? This is, <laughs> this absolutely. Is, and, and in this story, uh, we see so much. And the main thing is, and we see this throughout all of scripture is God loves to do the impossible when he is the only one who can make it happen Mm. that that people can't take the glory for it. You know, and he gets, he gets all the glory and our heart should be that we want him to have the glory, not us. Absolutely. That's a heart. That's a heart issue for sure. When we, and I have to check myself where, you know, I I don't, I don't want the glory. Like I want people to, be pointed to Jesus. I don't have anything to offer. It's he does. <laughs> I'm trying to and put you in that, show you in that direction. The best part about that, Dawn, in my eye, is that it takes the pressure off. Oh, wow. It, yeah. it takes the pressure off. It makes things less stressful when, when you know that what you're doing um, is to glorify God. Now the eyes automatically aren't on you anymore. They're, you're right. pointing the other people to point, you know, to direct their eyes looking up rather That's than so good. at, you know, so. And, and we have to trust him by faith. Uh, as we do this podcast, uh, 
we pray and believe God to speak through us that we're not trying to say something clever, but that that's why we started with the word of God. We want to focus on what he has to say about things Yes, because there's power. And the word is, it says in scripture alive, yes. um, energetic, uh, it, it, it's, it's sharper than a two edged sword. It's, it ha- it's God is the word and the word is God. So that, that's where we start. And it's where we stay. Yeah. And, and, and this book is a perfect example because there are, there are somewhere around 20 different giants that we, that we're tackling and that everybody tackles every day of their lives. And, right. and there isn't one giant per se that God's word doesn't have an answer to. Right. I mean, it's every, right. And leads there's you an straight answer to victory. He leads you straight to victory with his word regarding these, you know, every, every aspect of your life, every area of your life. There is. And there, and when you walk with the Lord, you know, this to be true for people to, if someone doesn't know the Lord, it, you know, they don't know. And it's probably hard to say how, how could a book have answers to everything in life? Because it's God's word and it's, it's divine. And we believe that it's, a, a, it's alive and, and it's him speaking and how, and that's why how often do people also say when you ask them that or talk about that that they say oh that was written thousands of years ago it's not applicable to life today oh i mean that's right. just such a false statement that it is that is such a false statement because you know god's word if, if we follow God's word and we search just like, just like his word says to search his, his, his word, when we search and we find it, it's, de- we're destined for, for victory, no matter what area of our life. So the encouragement that it gives when you start to read and you start to see it manifest in your mm-hmm. life, it's just, you just get addicted. You know, well, just and, like you and, and I, we, we just get addicted oh, to it and we can talk enough. all day long. We can talk all right? day long about it, right? I mean, <laughs> it's and, true. And that's what's so exciting because when you get to that point and people see it and they start recognizing it, they want that. That's what they want. And it has because nothing they, they to do with us. It has nothing to do with us. It's, it's Christ pouring out of us. Right. Well, it's Christ. They get a taste of of him and he's so good mm-hmm. you, you you have you you want more and and because it, it's feeding uh, and filling a space that was created for him in inside you and only he can satisfy that yes and so you're desi- people are designed to to need and to want him so once they, like you said they get that taste mm-hmm. of course they, they're designed to want more uh i challenge anybody who questions that and you know we all were at one point in our life with questions of and, and not knowing or an unbelief. And it just takes that one step to towards him. And, and he just opens the floodgates opens. and it just really does. And it reminds me of that, that the faith that's tiny of a mustard seed, which is this tiny, tiny little grain. And it, and it produces a, a huge plant mm. and it doesn't, you know, he's just asking, that's all you need that little, little bit. And then, you're connected with the creator of it all. Uh, but he's, he's not trying to keep stuff from us you know, at all. He, he wants to reveal who he is to us and to pour out his spirit on us and, and to guide us through our life. And that's you know, why we do this and share this on, on the air because it, people need 
people need him even when they don't need they don't know they need him. Absolutely. And we're, and we're just trying to say, hey, you don't have to have it all figured out or even know much. Just, but I challenge you, I challenge people to just just seek him. Just ask him a question. I guarantee you he will answer you. It's seek. really and his word and his word promises seek and it will be given. And, I mean, seek and, try ask, and, you will ask, find. and it will be given, seek and you will find not, will. and the door will be open to you. That's in Matthew, right? So, mm-hmm. and it's not saying, you know, we're not saying that every time you ask something, you're going to get what you want. It's not, it's not about what you want. It will right. be given in some form. That's, you know, and people that's answer. where people I think get, get, um, uh, there's a misunderstanding there and, and they've tried to pray and ask for things and they haven't really they don't really get the answer they are looking for well isn't sure. that what happened with um hagar and or sarah with and sarah Abraham? so we go back to that scripture yep and they were pro- he was promised to be the father of many nations yeah and they he was an old guy and nothing's happening and they waited 10 years and you know back then their culture he had a handmaiden and a uh, different culture than we're in right now. And uh, we're not going to go study that right now. Yeah, but the for point, sure. <laughs> for but sure the, well, what, what Sarah really did was she decided that she was going to figure out a way, yeah. you know, to fulfill the promise that God gave. God had specific, you know, specific idea of what was going to happen. And Sarah stepped in and said, you know what, God, let me help You're you. You're running out of time. You're taking too long, God. So therefore... Yeah. Let, let me help you with this. And let, let, you know, we, we've got a plan here. Let's, how about you just conform to our plan? And I can tell you, I have adult children. So my eldest is he'll, in a couple of weeks, he'll be 28. And so when you're, when you get older, I think your perspective on timetables shifts from when you're in your twenties, because I'll have conversations with my uh, children who are in their twenties and they think like, man, we waited for so long for something or things were taken so long. Or, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 30. And, and I'm looking at them like, okay, <laughs> like, just hang in there. Okay. You're really not that old. And so our perspective changes as we get older. And I'm sure it really does. You know, if you talk to somebody in their eighties, right. And they're looking at us oh, yes. in our fifties or your, you know, forties, fifties saying, just hang in there. You're still young. And mm. so God's perspective, and he has all of eternity, you know, we feel like, you know, they're thinking 10 years has taken you a long time, Lord. Uh, I, I personally have waited for, it's, I have certain things I know God put on my heart that I know I'm supposed to do. It's over 25 years. I don't think, I, and I, I can see what's going on now. I have more of a clear vision now than I did then, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's God's timing and a lot of, and we just have to trust him. Trust. And- trust is the main thing. I mean, look at look at the example. The greatest example we have of that is Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Jesus, wait, it, it was thirty years before he had his ministry that lasted three three years, three years right? You know, so so he had he had he had waited thirty years, but at the perfect time, God knew. So then he went into his ministry, and it lasted only three years, but it was the greatest ministry of all time. Right. So, you know, we have to remember that in the waiting room, okay. just like we discussed today in the waiting room of life right, is, is where the preparation happens. It's where um, God is possibly working behind the scenes that we can't see. 
um, because there is a spiritual realm, a real spiritual realm out there. So he is working behind the scenes to have everything come to fruition at the right time, his perfect timing. So in the waiting room is our, that's our job is to just, you know, wait, be patient. And then God will manifest at the right time and it will be his best and believe us, right? Right. It's believe true. me. I, I want his best. We do. Why would we want to settle for less than that? If we know we can have it. Right. right? And they're in James chapter one, verse two, three, and four. I want to read real quick. It says, consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into trials. And that's very hard for us to do. I mean, think about it. when we get into a trial, eh, usually counting it joy is not the first response, right? But he says, be nope. sure that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, which leads to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so you may be perfect and complete, developed in your faith and lacking nothing. And it even it goes on actually past uh, to verse five, that if you lack wisdom to ask of God who gives to everyone generously without blame or rebuke and it's given to him, just like we were talking about before. Seek and you will find. Ask. And he the fact that patience and endurance produces spiritual maturity maturity and inner peace in us and the thing is it's it's going to be finished because god's going to finish it through us not because all of our efforts are finally going to do it it's he's he's working it out through us he's perfecting us as a as a person he's perfecting what he's doing through us like you said we want his works not ours in our, our lives and um Often I will, if I can't make a decision about something and I'm not sure, am I jumping out ahead of God? I, I, I call it, um, I don't want a Hagar because I, I want Ishmael. I want in uh, Abraham and, and, and Sarah's promised child was Isaac. He was the, the head of the Jewish nation and Ishmael was the child of Hagar and you know, on a side note, we see these countries warring together now, right? For the <laughs> oh present gosh, time. Yes. But, you know, and so that one decision where they thought they were helping has had quite the result that I'm sure they never dreamed of, you know, for generations to come. But Isaac was God's perfect plan, perfect timing. And in our own lives, we want, we want that. We don't want to get ahead or step out and have a have an Ishmael you know we don't want right. to we don't want to grab Hagar and uh go the wrong road but most of us do <laughs> and I and we are learning as you're saying God's word you see how merciful he is and how gracious he is to us and even after this happened with Isaac uh, with um with Hagar God didn't say all right y'all screwed up you're done he still brought the promise. He still brought his promise to into fruition. He did. He did. And it was 25 years from the time that he gave the promise to the time of Isaac. Wow. So it was 10 years, 10 years before Ishmael came. And then it was, it was 25 years total. So, you know, and again, like how often do we pray for something or, or hear a promise um, that we're holding on to? And we wait a day, two days, maybe a week, and then we grow weary 
and we just give up. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at the, what, how many years. So that, you know, that, that strengthens me when I read God's word and I search for, um, examples of something I might be struggling with. And in this case, say it's impatience. Um, when I read these stories in the Bible and you see the faithfulness and the mercy and, and God, how God works, it just Mm -hmm. encourages you. And, and, and those, and the Holy spirit will, will remind you of these stories, you know, years down the road, you know, you'll always remember when you start to grow impatient, you'll say, well, wait a minute here. Um, You know, Hagar, they brought Hagar in 10 years into it, but then 25 years into it, then Isaac came. So you just, you know, you put it all into perspective and, and it helps you to navigate your own, um, situations in life and circumstances when you apply what God teaches in his word in that situation. Oh, it it does. It it gives us, well, it's like those memorials. The Lord talks about in the old Testament, often to his people to make memorials. You can go back and remember what God just did in your life. And those we're given that in scripture for us to learn and glean from. And, and we are to remember what we go through in our own personal experiences to say, look what God, how God has worked in your life. And because there are periods that we will constantly go through from of that require patience. And we have to remember how he always comes through. He is, he is mm-hmm. faithful. He, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's no, there's no doubting him. And so we need to just put that trust in him. And what happens in is regular life happens in between when we're waiting for a victory, a manifestation, a healing, uh, something that we're working on, something that we know we're hoping that is, or not, I'm sorry, we're praying that is going to happen. Something we, God dropped into our heart, maybe a goal, a dream, even somebody who goes to school, there's a process and a period of time that where it starts and where you see the end result and regular life happens. And we have to stay on track and and not be uh, discouraged. And I think of somebody going to school because when you're talking to a young person or any person, actually, I was older when I went back, but they, you ask them what they're doing and they'll say, um, I'm a student of, of law or I'm a student of like, they are calling themselves what they, who they are, who they are planning to be. And God did that to Abraham. He was Abram. Then he changed it to Abraham, which means father of many nations, before he had any children. And so he, in his mind, he's already determined that what God says is going to happen before he saw yes. it happening. And yes. we, I do believe you have to be careful with that in and take it what God says, not like you said, come up with some, I, people have to be careful not to say, well, and put God said on it just because they want it. Um, it has right. to be in agreement with his word and the Holy spirit's leading and all, and all that. And it's very personal and God's a very personal God. But I, mm-hmm. I look, I think of the uh, verse that he gives us the desires of our heart. Uh, I will, uh, a good example is like a car. Uh, I have prayed for cars before and, and God has provided them. And I, I don't believe that it's, well, I want this Mercedes model and that's the desire of my heart. Therefore God's going to go get it for me. I really believe that desire of what he's saying in the word is 
he puts the desires in our hearts so that we know which way we're supposed to go. Like he put a desire in your heart, Debbie, to reach out to people for health and wellness and, uh, Mm -hmm. and tell me the title again. You're a, um, a a Christian, a Christian life coach. I'm going for my certification. So he he definitely put that desire in my heart. And, and that, that scripture, when I, when I studied um, that Psalm, Psalm 37, um, that exact verse, and he will give you the desires of your heart so many times that verse is misunderstood thinking that, uh, okay, I, I want this, so I'm going to pray and he's going yes. to give it to me because it's my desire. Right. No, no, that, that scripture means that when, when you seek the Lord and you've surrendered, he will give you the desires he has for right. you. And now you want them also, yes. you know, like it's, it's, that's, that's all you want. So it's such a, again, it takes the pressure off. It takes yeah. the stress out. It's just amazing. You know, here's, here's a really cool exercise like that we talked about. And speaking of Psalm 37, um, I'm going to just read a couple scriptures mm-hmm. here and just add in a little, little ending. So trust in the Lord and do good while waiting. Yeah. Well in the land and cultivate faithfulness while waiting. Delight yourself in the Lord while waiting. And he will give you the desires of your heart while waiting. Yes. Isn't that That cool? is. You know? And, and because that's what it's all about. It's, it's, we just get so impatient and, and, you know, we, we want these things, but just trust and know that God's timing is far better than ours. And you're not adding words to God's scripture, just for anybody who's listening. She's taking his scripture and applying it to that situation while you're waiting. Yes. While you're waiting, think about when you're reading his scripture, you know, there's going to be times in our lives that, you know, uh, we're going to need to wait, but, but apply his word into your life, you know, in that waiting time. And, and, and that waiting really parallels obedience. And we looked mm-hmm. at during this study, the life of Saul and the scenario where Samuel was very particular instruction for him to wait seven days and Samuel would return and do his priestly duties. And Saul got really impatient and took things into his own hands. Uh, is that first Samuel 10? That's with, with Saul. Yes. You mean? With Saul. Yes. Samuel, first Samuel, Samuel 10, eight. I think it me- I had here. It was, I think um, it's 10, eight. Let's see. Yeah, here. Saul waited seven days according to the appointed time, which Samuel had set, but Samuel had not come to Gilgal and the people were scattering away from Saul. So Saul said, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering, which he was forbidden to do. As soon as he finished the burnt offering, Samuel finally came and Saul went out to meet him to welcome him. And Samuel said, what have you done? Since I saw the people were scattering away from me and that you didn't come within the appointed time. See, that just, I, I, I paused for a second. Like, that was it. It's like Saul lost, lost he was not willing to wait any, any longer from that one point. He not says, therefore, I said, now the yeah. Philistines will come down against me. 
at Gilgal and I have not asked for the Lord's favor. So I forced myself to offer the burnt offering. You can hear like he's already making these excuses, right? Like I had to force myself. (laughs) So I should, you know, so and Samuel said, you've acted foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord, your God, which he commanded you for. If you had obeyed, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. And now his kingdom, it says, now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out for himself a man, David. And that is what he's requiring. What he's asking of us is he wants, he wants a person who is after his own heart. Um, in Psalm, I want to go to 8111. Okay. It's 8111. So this is actually David now, the man right. after his own heart writes this. And he says, but my people would not listen to my voice, uh, meaning this is the Lord speaking. And Israel did not consent to obey me. So I gave them up to their stubbornness of their heart to walk in the path of their own counsel. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. It it is. And our, our victories are, you know, we think, or we need to think within our own personal realm. And if everybody does that, it really Mm -hmm. encompasses the whole. And you and I've even talked about political issues, you know, start local and local goes out, you know, and it's, with your sphere of influence within your family and the people who are put in your, your path, those, that's the influences we have. And it, it goes out from there. So we just want to, we want to be a light. We want to encourage people to not give in to the impatience. And it really parallels with obedience to God's word to trust, and trust, to trust him and, and trust the word of God, trust God, but then also trust the word of God. And, and, and the way we do that is yes. just being in the word and looking at these stories, like we said earlier, looking at these stories and, and just reminding ourselves um, these different stories that, that happened thousands of years ago. And, and it just, it gives you strength. So like when I say, if someone asks me, how What's, do you, how do you there get people? through that? And, and seriously, it's because I found my strength in God's word to get through it. It's true. These people, they're yeah. human. These are people. These are not, they, they deal with the very things yeah. that we dealt with. Jesus walked in our, he, in our shoes and he is a savior that can mm-hmm. empathize with us and, and he had victory and we can have it in him. And this, the word of God is not just, it's not for entertainment. It is a, a, passionate love letter a god has given us that is alive and has there's like you said there's answers and these people have gone through what we're going through and the parallels to our life are just it's mind blowing of uh, you read it and you go wow i can yeah. apply that to it's, my, it's, right our, it's our life it's manual. my day it's literally our life manual did you ever hear that b b i b l e stands for basic instructions yes. before oh, leaving like earth that. i love that but it is true and that and that's why you and i are here and we are going to be back uh on track and actually the podcast world is going to get flooded with a bunch of podcasts from debbie and i because we're gonna um i got i had stepped off for a couple weeks to take care of some family issues but we're getting caught back up and so i i hope everybody joins us I am, I feel embarrassed. I don't, I didn't look. One, What's the well, next one well, that the is next coming one up? Is burdens. 
So that's our, that's our next. That's <laughs> Don't we all have next, them? <laughs> um, giant that we're going to be slaying. So yeah, so that's going to be. I like interesting. that. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So well, join us while we. I love that. Well, join us while we giant. slay the uh, giant of burdens next week. And the other one, there's a lot yes. of other ones we're going to be doing. So Debbie, oh, thank you welcome. for joining John, me on here. here. Okay. All right. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today at Reaching Women Everywhere. And we will see you back here next week. God bless.